I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business experiences, tips of the trade, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie, and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of the Mastermind Mixer. Just as our favorite cocktails bring together unique layers to create a delightful experience, our guest today, Monica Wisdom, weaves together her vibrant experiences to narrate stories that inspire, resonate, and make an impact. We'll dive deep into Monica's journey from her roots in entrepreneurship to her profound insights on storytelling. Today, we're sipping on a refreshing tequila sunrise, Monica's absolute favorite cocktail. But before we dive in, I did want to make a note that there was a bit of a lag in our audio. So if you experience some overlapping in our conversation, that's totally why. Now let's get to the episode. Cheers to every tale that connects us and the superpower of storytelling. Are you ready to create a stunning website that showcases your brand and sets you apart from the competition? Let me introduce you to Show It, a powerful and intuitive website builder that's perfect for creative entrepreneurs like you. With Show It, you can effortlessly build a beautifully designed website without any coding experience. Their easy-to-use drag-and-drop interface allows you to customize your site to your heart's content, ensuring that your online presence is as unique as your brand. As a thank you for being a dedicated listener of the Mastermind Mixer, we're offering you an exclusive deal. When you sign up for Show It using my referral code, Cassie Lane, you'll receive one free month. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to elevate your online presence and showcase your brand in the best light. Head to show it and use the referral code Cassie Lane, K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E to claim your free month and start building your dream website today. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I have Monica Wisdom. Tyson, is Wisdom, I have to ask, is that your like God-given name or are you using that because it's the best name ever to be a strategist with? (laughs) It's actually my Catholic name. Um, when oh, you become I a Catholic, you um, you get to choose your name. So I chose oh, wisdom because amazing. it was the name of the Holy Spirit perfect. in the old Bible. So, And at that oh time, gosh, I needed I some that. wisdom in my that. life. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, it could not be better. So um, Monica, you are a strategist, like I said, but you have a lot of history wrapped up in how you got here. So tell us a little bit more about where you started, what you're doing now, and how that all came about. Oh, wow. Big question. I started, um, I'm a second generation entrepreneur. So my dad was an entrepreneur. So I actually started working Mm -hmm. in his pharmacy at the age of nine. And although um, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I didn't realize I was sucking up all of that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, And I started, uh, it was a time in my life where My dad said you needed a plan B. So I went to cosmetology school um, before I went to college so that I could work my way through school and ended up falling in love with the field. You know, I found my people, I found my tribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many years were you um, in that space? Or Um, are you still actively in that space? No, I left my career last year, November last year. So it'll be coming up on a year. But I did many different things within the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, Now, what what is your specialty? I know your specialty, but tell everybody else what your specialty is. So what I do is I help women entrepreneurs um, harness their superpowers, (laughs) I like to say, and gain visibility. I think that as women, we're very shy. 
We're very reserved and we have been raised to be, you know, seen but not heard. So I help women entrepreneurs get loud. Oh, I love that. I listen, I'm I don't know that I can fall into the category of every woman by your definition, but I'm definitely the loud one in the mix. (laughs) Um, So you describe storytelling as a superpower. Let's talk about that. Tell about like why you think storytelling is so crucial and how you think it impacts a brand. Storytelling is the ultimate connection with other people because people tend to find people they're connected with to fall in love with. If it's a brand or if it's a person, Mm -hmm. it's the same conversation. Do you look like me? Do you sound like me? Have you had the same experiences? And how we find out if we had the same experiences is through the stories that we tell. So it's a superpower for us because we get to look at our lives. Oftentimes we can get stuck in, we're not good enough, we're not perfect enough. But when we look at our story, we can see that oh my goodness, I've been through a lot (laughs) and I've overcome a lot. I'm more powerful than I thought that I ever was. And then for other people to hear your story, they feel like, oh, if she went through it, I can go through it too. So it inspires people and it helps motivate people to get to the next day. Did you discover this? This is just pure curiosity. Um, Did you find yourself being able to relate your story to others? or how did you discover that you were really good at helping people find their story um, or sorry, their superpowers and helping them navigate through their storytelling? How did you f- decide that that was your superpower? <laughs> when people started telling me, um, <laughs> people always joke about me. It's like, how do you know these <laughs> things? I even had a, a boss, a former boss was like, he took me to the side in his office. He said, I have to ask you a question. I said, what? He said, do you read Bones? I was like, read Bones? <laughs> What are you talking about? (laughs) Because we had had a conversation and I knew exactly what was going on in his life. So I tell people I have a high intuition so I can see things. Yeah. And uh, I can, people say I'm an empath, but I call myself an, I have high intuitive powers. I wouldn't call myself an intuitive, but I realized that listening was one of my superpowers. And then I can hear Uh past what you're telling me. And that's why I was able to connect with people because somebody might say, oh, I'm da, 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 da. But I can see your insecurities. I can see your fears. And so I can harness I think that that's interesting. Yeah. to help people understand themselves. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. I, I have I, not as fine-tuned as what you're saying, but um, my friends and my husband, they always say like, I don't know why people tell you as much as they tell you (laughs) because I can sit down with a stranger and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, they're having a really rough time. I know. It's like, it's (laughs) like like your forehead says office open. I can literally say hello to somebody. And in five minutes, I know their whole life story. It doesn't matter if it's a child, an elder or an adult. I literally can relate to that. (laughs) That's what I tell people. I'm like, no, I'm going home today. I can't take it. (laughs) Yes. I am out of office. Yes, <laughs> the door yeah, is closed. I, um, the, the same thing happens to me. <laughs> yeah. My husband will be like, wait, we we did not, why are you, how is this happening? He just gets so confused every time. He's like, apparently I don't, he doesn't have the same door, the same sign on his door as I have on mine, I guess. <laughs> but you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to have those spidey senses because you have to create products and solutions yeah, totally for people. 
And so you hone in on certain things. We don't know. We don't have the language for it. They're trying to find the language for it, but I call it our spidey senses. And we can kind of read the room when we walk into it because our brain is wired differently than a business person or a lawyer or somebody like that. And I tell people we're just different and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm fully embracing it. I'm totally cool with it. Um, so with your uh, background in cosmetology and then even a little bit is the music industry, is that right? Like the, you have a little bit of Yes, um, I worked in the music in different industry. Industries. Mm-hmm. So I started off in the music industry doing yeah, freelance so- work, for makeup and hair for celebrities and weddings and just all different types of people. Cool. And then it moved on into artist development. And then I worked with a couple of... Um, independent labels. So I, that's when I got into my, more into my writing and helping prepare releases for record labels and things like that. So I, I just, oh, cool. you so know, as an entrepreneur, you're always doing something else. You have your thing and you sure. have your Yeah. Thing. There's always like a million irons in the fire. Yes. Like we're doing all the things all at once. All the things all um, at so once. So how did you see that evolution transpire? So the um, cosmetology and music industry and all of these things into where you are now, like when did it really start settling in for you? You know, it's, it wasn't really like a settle in thing. I think that I'm a very curious person. So anytime I get into something new, it's because I'm curious about it. The music industry is very much like the hair industry. I say that we're the rock stars. We just don't sing. And so <laughs> I being, being in around the industry as a hairstylist and makeup artist, of course, you start having conversations with people. So it wasn't really like I was looking for mm-hmm. it. It was just relationships led me to it. And so the more you yeah, talk, that's really cool. because people trust hairstylists, we, they, you all tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're working around people, this is their business. They're like, oh, why don't you come help me with this? Or why don't you come help me with that? So that sure. becomes just a natural, organic progression but I'm curious enough to say, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. But that's the life of an entrepreneur, right? We figure it out. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, just to give you a little insight on my, like the personal side, I am like a, I love like celebrity news. I'm a Bravo fan through and through. So mm-hmm. I have to ask with your experience and all this storytelling, is there a story or interaction that like stands out for you? Mm, with a celebrity? Of course. Okay. (laughs) I think, oh, one of my, I am a huge fan of the Isley Brothers. And do you know who they are? Isley Brothers is a huge superstar group. So I've always been a huge fan. And one day I'm at work and I get a call from Angela Winbush. Angela Winbush Got my name from a client. Angela Winbush is a huge singer. And she was married to Ron Isley. Ron Isley and his brother are doing a video shoot in St. Louis. I didn't even know they lived in St. Louis. And she asked me if I was available. Mm -hmm. So I get... uh, That is so cool. So I get the job. Now, she told them the wrong price. So I had to talk to DreamWorks Records and get my money right. (laughs) DreamWorks Records was um, Steven Spielberg's record label, who they were on at the time. 
So then yeah, I go I, to their I mean, trailer. I feel like everybody knows DreamWorks, right? That's really cool. No, no, no. Not dr- yes, DreamWorks. But he had a record label. He doesn't have it anymore. He just has the movie. Oh, right, right, right. Right. So um, he had a record label at the mm-hmm. time. The Isley Brothers were on the record label. I get to the trailer to do their makeup. And Ron Isley, I open and Ron Isley is sitting there waiting on me to do his grooming. And I said, is there anything you oh like special? Gosh. Is there anything that I need to know? He's just leaned back and said, make me pretty, baby. And I wanted to run around <laughs> the trailer. Was he in like one of their get-ups? Huh? Say that again? <laughs> was he in like one of their, I know that they wear like really fun stuff. Like, was he, are we robing it right now? Or is he in like a full like stage ready? He has on like a, um, like a track suit on, but his clothes were hanging right, oh, like right that. next to me. And he, it was this beautiful, mm-hmm. oh my God. This beautiful, like salmon colored suit, <laughs> everything matched the hat, the shirt, the shoes, everything matched. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is like one of the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> and he's sitting here, and all he says yeah, is, like, and here I day. am. And here I am. And he closes his eyes, and I get done. I hand him the mirror. He said, just touch this and touch this. And I did what he asked. And that's, that was, he was the easiest person to ever work with. And so kind and so gracious. And that I was like, so amazing. And then later on, yeah, I got to great. go to his house. I love his birthday whatever. party. Oh. And I sat at the table wow. and had conversations with Ron Isley. And that, you know, I was just, I was just amazed. I love whenever you have an interaction <laughs> with somebody who you meet, like someone who you think is big and then you meet them and they fulfill that and set it, you know, cause there's so many stories that you hear on the contrary where it's like a letdown when like, like you said, like with the storytelling where like their personal mm-hmm. brand, when you meet them in person, doesn't match up to what they're selling. And you're like, wait, what? So I right. love that that story is like, oh no, he's exactly who I wanted him to be and who I anticipated him being. And like, it was wonderful. And I, I really, really, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from the, the storytelling and the superpowers, you tend to like lean in to the spiritual journey and you even mentioned like wisdom is the name that you chose. And um, let's talk about like the spiritual part of your business and like the healing and how you integrate that into what you offer to your clients. I think it begins with, I recognize that everybody has a story and many people's fears are being found, that feeling of being found out because we tend to live a Mm -hmm. dual life. So I try my best and open my heart and create a safe space for people to be who they are, completely who they are. I have Mm -hmm. no judgment on people. So that's one thing that I incorporate when I'm um, doing my consulting or anything that I do. I let people know that this is a safe space. You can open up your heart. You can tell me anything. I promise I've either been through it Or I'm curious about it because I want to make sure that you're okay. So when I am working with people, it's very important that they understand that I'm not in judgment of them and none of anything that they say, unless it's illegal, (laughs) will I share with anybody. So I think when people open up to that level of trust, 
um, it's important that the trust factor is very important. And then I'm able to do the work quicker because half of the work is getting past people's guards and getting past people's personas. But if I can get to the heart of a person really quickly, then I can do the work and and they move through their process much faster. So that's very important. And that's part of this. You know, I let them tell me their story. Tell me your story, not your, I did this, not your accomplishment story. I want to know your story. So let's work from there because typically people's blocks in their business is because they're trying to hide something in their life. Oh, interesting. Open up and and you free that energy. Mm -hmm. Do do you think that the clients that are coming to you, you're, are they naturally gravitating in a space where they want to share that? Or are you getting the clients that come to you and they're not really sure? And then you realize that, you know, the, the story part that they, like you said, are, are kind of defying. Um, do you find that it is hard to get them to open up or do you, do you think that the clients that find you are ready to share that? No, it's, it's challenging because nobody, mm. like I said, most of us live a dual life. I had to make a mm-hmm. choice in my life in my mid thirties that either I'm going to live the life I was supposed to live, or I'm going to live this life that I've made up and not oh. meaning that I'm being fake, but create, we create a persona based off of our life experiences and our responses to life and who mm-hmm. people tell us that we are. So when I did my own self-discovery journey, I wanted to go on a journey specifically to hear my voice. Not the voice of my father, not the voice of my mother, not the voice of my siblings, not the voice of society telling me who I was. I needed to know who I was. And so because I've been through that, I can see when people are are being that in front of me. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's, you know, as people say, oh, she's being fake. It's not that they're being fake. They're just in their persona. They're in that story. So I right. open people up so they realize they can create another story. Right. You know? Or they can, they can find a protected, a protected space for the whole story and not just the piece they've been sharing. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So I think that's amazing. And I, I want to talk about, um, you have a few, a few platforms that you have created. Um, is that right? The black women amplified and then black women activate. Is that true? So at black women amplified, um, is, it is it is evolved in so many different directions, <laughs> but mainly it's a podcast and a blog. So okay. I created it because I was um, and this is I'm going to make a long story short, but I was out somewhere and there was a new story on called. It was one of the reporters on CNN was talking about the election with Hillary and he had mm-hmm. a he, the segment was called the black female factor. And even though he was a brown person, there was not one person of color that he was asking what do you think about the election? I said, so what are you trying to tell me? Black women don't have a voice. We don't have an opinion in this. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even have brown women in it, which was shocking. But so then I started off with the black female factors, like the female factor. Then I was like, well, let's give our perspective. So it evolved into black women amplified, which is amplifying the voices and perspectives of black women. And mm-hmm. it's for anybody to listen to anybody to enjoy I just wanted to add to the narrative of black women in society so that right. people understand that we're That's not monolithic. Powerful. I love that. Mm-hmm. So people yeah, understand no, go that ahead. we're I'm not monolithic. 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm realizing that there's a little delay, so I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you pause. It is just a delay on my end. So so keep going. I want you to tell the rest. <laughs> okay. So when I um, started the podcast, season one was about my story because my mm-hmm. um, goddaughter had just had a baby, and I was standing there next to her, and I said, "Boy, if something happened to me, this little girl wouldn't know my stories because as a Gen Xer, we don't talk." Um, millennials right. tell everything. Gen Z tells too much. <laughs> <laughs> but Gen X, we don't tell our story. So if you look at history, there's a whole piece missing um, between mm-hmm. the boomers and millennials. So I said, I need a place where I can tell my stories. So when this little baby grows up, she can hear her auntie's stories and all the things she went through in her perspective. Season two was mm-hmm. about me telling other people's stories. So I said, well, what? and I, I'm a guide girl. So I said, God, what do I do next? He said, um, talk to the girls in the, in the arts. Because mm-hmm. I knew that there was the incredible women who were working the arts that nobody talks to and nobody hears their story. So I started reaching out to people first in my um, Rolodex. And then it just started rolling. You know, publicists started reaching out. It was like magic. That's so amazing. I was yeah, able I, to share the stories of some, inc- I mean, the woman who discovered Dave Chappelle and the woman who runs a theater, the um, theater in L.A., Waco Theater, who who was owned by Beyonce's mother and her husband, you know, so I'm wow. able to, and the woman who runs the um, program director for the Apollo Theater, these, inc- wow. and, they, and it's not just their job, their journey is so powerful that right. if anybody hears it, you're like, wow. If they can do it, I can do it. And yeah, and I want to I want to visit on the 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 power of what you said about the season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love th- that you said that I wanted them to have a go a place to go to see my whole story mm-hmm. um, because black women, especially like you said, there's just not you know you see people talking on their behalf quite a bit and on your behalf quite a bit. So I think it's awesome that you're creating a platform. I'm I'm eager to to dive into that. But as a just a woman as well, it, I can relate to that a lot too because you know I have little girls and you think about like I can't write down enough for right. them to like as they grow up like know everything about me and I love that you took a platform and not only did it for yourself but then opened it up to others. I think that's that's super cool and really powerful. It's so and it's so important because as women we're under so much stress and life is changing so quickly. That even you have daughters, you have a podcast. If you just one day said, hey, girls, let's record a conversation. And that that's something they will mm-hmm. have for the rest of their lives. You know, give mommy a list yeah, of actually questions that you want to know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the first episode that I did of this podcast, um, I, I interviewed my mom because I had that's where I got a lot of my entrepreneur spirit from as well. So. That was like one of my favorite episodes because I got to ask her whatever I wanted to. And we were like behind mics and now it's recorded and lives on the internet. And I love that. So it's, I love the idea of my, my daughters are seven and three and it would be really fun to just have like a, you, you know, you, you want to do a lemonade stand, ask me all your questions or just right. ask questions to mom, like whatever you want to do. Um, and just be really like all fun. the stuff we don't know about our mothers, right? Because right. my mom passed when she was 13. There are so many stories I'm hearing now from her cousins I was like, man, I didn't know that. <laughs> I wish I did. And right, I, you know, like you just really want to know all those things. And I, I want to like put everything in a box and 
you know, write all the things and tell all the things, but you know, I'll tell a, my daughter, my seven-year-old especially like loves to hear stories, but she'll overhear me talking about like, you know, I broke my arm in sixth grade roller skating in gym class. And she, you know, she's like zoned in. She is a, that like a pure definition of an empath. Mm-hmm. So she like zones in on that story and just wants to hear all the details, how I was feeling when it was happening, how I feel about it now. Like she's very, she, she's a good storyteller and she's a great listener. And so I think that I think that'll be something that she would really appreciate as she gets older. If I somehow like put a capsule around not only my own story, but just our family story. Oh yeah. I tell people all the time. I said, when you go to, to family dinners, put a recorder on the table, let everybody know you're recording. They'll forget. But just those conversations <laughs> that we don't have, you know, we, it's, we have social media now. So we put so much out there, but we're not having these conversations with each mm-hmm. other, at least not, um, recording and archiving it because my dad when I was young he had a eight millimeter camera so he filmed everything you know mm-hmm. and that generation did that but we film events and look at where I am but we're right. not you got filming persona, real like life yes we're not filming real life and right. the, the real things that are happening every day and unfortunately right that's the unfortunate side of social media it keeps us from going to our journals and archiving our stories and passing down recipes and Mm -hmm. things like that. But, you know, we have to make a conscious effort to continue to tell our stories because they're so important and they matter. Because one of my favorite things to do, and it's the one thing I tell my clients to do and people that I work with, watch documentaries. You know, if you want to know the secrets of life, watch, Mm -hmm. it's not in a, it's not in a self-help book self-help book it's in a documentary watch somebody's real story Mm -hmm. because then you get to see the whole person and that's what we want to feel and that's what we want to see the whole person not just pieces of us we want to see the whole person yeah for sure Mm -hmm. for sure and i i think you're right with that whole that's the it it leans into the perspective of you have two lives like the persona that we are putting out and then the rest of it. So mm-hmm. just leaning in and being more honest and for, and, you know, bringing everything to the forefront, it, it does make a big difference. And I think I can, for, I can speak for myself and say that I see that in other brands too, like as small businesses, you can tell mm-hmm. when it's genuine, you can feel that they're, you know, being, you know, quote unquote, their true selves. Um, so I love that. And I, I want to know for you, where do you see the future of, of your business? Like where is Monica Wisdom headed? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so where I'm headed is I am, I, I just completed my um, certificate in women's entrepreneurship from Cornell University. And I really want to get in. Congratulations. Thank you. I really want to get into, and, and what it did for me, and then I'll tell you my future, what it did for me is I had never really looked at business or life through the lens of specifically gender. Being a black woman, I had to deal Mm. with the black woman stuff. So this filtered it down to just Mm -hmm. being a woman. And I was like, oh my God, so I've got this and this. (laughs) So in unpacking it, as I'm going through the certificate, I was like, wow, this explains why women don't ask for the money, why they feel intimidated how we're socialized different, how we pay Mm -hmm. more attention to our looks, like all the things of the way society has molded us as women. And that's why my focus is to help women get Mm -hmm. loud 
and become fearless and courageous. And, mm-hmm. and, and here's the thing, to do it for ourselves, because it's easy for us to right. be loud for other people. You can fiercely fight for your kids every day. Mm-hmm. And you, you, know, you said you're an outgoing person, but you know there are people that are around you that wouldn't speak up for themselves if, it was, if a million dollars was on the line. And so as women in business, right. we have to get loud about ourselves. I, I told my, one of my professors, my, my philosophy from, for women from now on is brag like Josh. If I could have the courage and the confidence of a mediocre boy, then <laughs> <laughs> I can go far. She, she said, boy, if I had, she, even she said, if I had 10% of Josh's courage, <laughs> I have a friend who um, everything that she makes is off of billable hours mm-hmm. and um, she's very honest and like almost overly honest about mm-hmm. how she bills her hours. And she spoke to a Josh who's like thinking about their job while they're in the bathroom and they're billing those as hours. So her <laughs> philosophy is like bill like a man. Cause she's like, I would never think to do that, but he makes so much more than me because or he just makes his hours so much easier. Cause he's like, well, I was thinking about it. So that right. sounds right. <laughs> well, I picked up a magazine. So I had to drive to the store that smiles. And you know, so it's, it's <laughs> but we're socialized for service, not for, wealth as women and Mm. that's what I learned in this class we are socialized to be of service to people and it has evolved or devolved into being servants to our businesses so we don't think about I could charge ten thousand dollars for this not two dollars for this or asking in a corporate environment asking for that raise or asking them what is the highest that you pay for this job I want that money and so when you sit down and And the, the thing that the, the class, the, the certificate did was have me look at all of that, even for myself, just to go back mm-hmm. and look and say, wow, the times I didn't charge what I should have because I just looked at it as I was helping somebody. I was making somebody yeah, else's day better. Yeah, this is such a timely conversation because I was talking to a colleague who's trying to build out a new branch of her business and she put out a questionnaire about like what do you think this is worth um and obviously like people are like well what would I pay and everybody wants to do things for free they all want they don't want to do it for free they want to get it for free Mm -hmm. so I told her I was like I think that you just have to be confident in what your value is like you can't undervalue yourself because it's taking you they don't see all the time going into it on the back end they don't see they just see the result so if they don't know the process, how can we expect them to know how to price it? So you have to be confident in that. And we, we literally earlier today had this conversation. So And, and the thing um, for your friend is it's about positioning. What position? I, I always use the example of hotels. Are you a Four Seasons hotel or are you the Holiday Inn? And that's how you mm. price yourself. When you look at yourself and your value, what are you offering? Are you offering concierge service for your um, for your coaching or whatever business that you're offering, or are you offering general admission, you know, the Walmart version. So if you're offering the four seasons on, you know, white glove touch service, that's what you charge. Mm -hmm. Look at the difference. There's no difference in a room at a holiday inn and then at the four seasons, the truth be told. (laughs) 
there's not much difference. <laughs> but then you're like, wait, I paid more, so it feels better. <laughs> but the marketing is better. The branding is better. The quality is better. Like all of those things are better. So it's not about what should I charge? It's what am I offering? And then you right. say, okay, well, who else offers in this lane? Right? Is it, am mm-hmm. I offering the lane that some people are the target? And that's fine. You can be a millionaire right. in any lane. It's just how you do it. But if you're, if you're, exactly. if you're offering a high touch point service, and you know you've got the goods, you've got the education, you've got the experience, and you know how to do what you know how to do, charge people for it. Because right. guess what? Right. These are the same people that Somebody are like, I want will. free, but these are the same people walking down the halls and, and or getting online and ordering Louis Vuitton. You know? Right. So I always That's say true. Not, you yeah. cannot count people's pockets when you're trying to determine your price. But that's ingrained in yeah. us to do it as service and to help people. <laughs> right. Right. That is so when we're, that's, okay. Now I just want to like, I want to meet you in the hotel lobby of the four seasons, like have a drink. So what are we drinking? <laughs> what are we drinking to continue this conversation later? So I am old. School. Are you a coffee drinker? I like a little tequila. <laughs> and I like it when I want oh, something no. sweet. In I my like language, tequila is my jam. I like a little tequila sunrise. I'm an old school drinker. <laughs> I love that. I too much like the little I, fancy I was drinks. trying not to assume that you drank. Oh, no. Tequila. So I led tequila with coffee, but is, you hit me with tequila, and I love that about you. I, I do a coffee, but I tell people uh, tequila is actually an elixir. <laughs> It has healing properties. <laughs> so I like a, a tequila sunrise. I'm all about that. That's I don't even need to say that. I just I just say I'm a I'm a tequila girl. That is yes. through and through. Um, tequila girl. Yeah. So I love that. Well, I appreciate I feel like we could talk for like three more hours. I love you you are the master of the storyteller. So it is very um on brand for you that we could just <laughs> stay here forever. You're you're very it's like a calming voice. It's great talking to you. Um I don't want to take up too much of your time. So can you just leave us with anything that you might have coming up and then where we can find you online? Well, if people want to go to monicawisdomhq.com, I have a vision journal so you can start preparing for your new year and is my gift to everyone. So monicawisdomhq.com backslash vision and it will download right to your computer and you can start working on your new year goals Well, your new year's vision. I believe you have to set your vision before you do your goals. And I have, mm-hmm. then you also get on my email list and I have some classes coming up. My next class coming up is called Life Online. And so I'm helping women entrepreneurs get their online ecosystem together because I've noticed that people have a lot of missing pieces. And a lot of people, you know, women are going into entrepreneurship more than anybody else. But most coaches teach a a little of this and a little of that. I want to give you a strong foundation so then you can go do the next thing. So once you get on my list, then you get Um, all the information. (laughs) But for next for me, that's awesome. And I'll um, go ahead. Sorry. um, I just want to say I will make sure that's all in the show notes as well. So. Um, I'll have links to all of your social and um, that vision. I'm actually going to probably go download it myself right when we get done here. (laughs) um, And then next for you, go ahead and and tell us what's coming. 
So what's coming up next is I'm working on season three of the Black Women Amplified podcast. And in season three, I am asking the audience to enter the chat so we can have some real conversations. Mm. I want people's questions. I want people's concerns. I want people's um, just all the things because uh, there's some issues going on with black women and with women, women of color that are real things that we need to talk about. And so I want to have those conversations. So if people have a question, they can email me at blackwomenamplified at gmail.com. Send me a question and I will answer it on the podcast. And we're going to, instead of me doing guests this season. I got a lot of catching up to do. I got (laughs) to listen to all the seasons. So I'm ready for this season. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, this season I'm I'm going, instead of doing interviews, I want to have co-hosts. So I want to have people on with me to have these conversations. Very cool. Very yep. cool. Well, Monica, it was wonderful talking to you do, to you today. I, I appreciate your time and I'm really eager for all the things. Um, I'm going to go make sure that I download the seasons onto my phone and then get that vision um, worksheet downloaded. And I, I thank you so much. I'm, I'm eager to see everything come to life. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate talking to you and your audience. And Many blessings to everyone. Have a good day. You too. I want to take a moment and talk to you about Dubsado, an incredible all-in-one business management platform designed to help you streamline your processes, elevate your client experience, and save time on the tasks that matter the most. Dubsado offers a wide range of features, including client relation management, project tackling, invoicing, and so much more. It's the perfect tool to help you grow and manage your business with ease. And because we love Dubsado and our listeners so much. We have a special offer just for you. Use code Cassie Lane at checkout to get 20% off your first month or year with Dubsado. That's right. You're going to get 20% off when you sign up and you use the code Cassie Lane. That's K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to simplify your business and focus on what truly matters. Visit Dubsado.com d-u-b-s-a-d-o.com and use code Cassie Lane today. Now let's get back to the conversation. That wraps up our time with the incredible Monica Wisdom. Her journey is nothing short of inspiring. A huge thanks to her for sharing her insights and weaving us through the tapestry of her experiences. I hate that we had this slight delay, but hey, it's all part of the podcasting adventure, am I right? And remember, if you're looking for some inspiration on your own journey, or simply want to harness your inner superpower, storytelling might just be the key. As you reflect on today's episode, maybe kicking back with a tequila sunrise, toast to the tales that connect us all. Until next time, keep those stories alive and vibrant. Cheers.